Here we are in the room podcast. Let me shut that down right there. Hey, everyone. Uh, just hoping I have sound out there. We are live on Instagram. We are live on Facebook. And we will be available on YouTube tomorrow, this whole stream tomorrow. What's up, peoples out there? This is Steve Domenico in the room podcast. This is our second show of the year. And uh, for a show, did have Christos Papadelos from Enigma Jiu-Jitsu talking about his tournament that happened um, at the beginning of January. When was that? I think it was January 3rd, a Sunday. A uh, great successful tournament. And we have two gentlemen, gentlemen on the podcast tonight. Let me get this. This is my laptop. So let me get this on um, my page so I can see the stream that's going on here. So uh, we will have Nick Fiorian in like four minutes. Uh, so are we live? We are live. And we let me see if there's sound. Hold on, everyone. Excellent. We have fucking sound, people. We have sound. Hopefully I can call them in live on video. Uh, I've been playing with a few things lately and I might have fucked everything up. But I hope not. I have Nick Fiore ready to go. I hopefully... <clears throat> so sorry. Uh, he'll call in and everything will be a success. I can't see who's um, asking questions or anything like that. I'm sorry. Uh, but we will. Is this thing skipping? Better not be fucking skipping. I'll be pissed. Is it? Yeah, it's clicking. It's it's delayed a little bit. I don't know like I don't know what's going on, but um. So let me know. Can you talk to me out there? I don't know if there's something going on with my stream or not, but if not, it's being recorded live anyway, so it'll be on um. YouTube tomorrow. So something is going on with my uh. With my live here that I think uh it's kind of delayed, so let me see what's going on here. You know what? Uh, well, I'm going to keep it on. Should I? How's it look out there, people? Well, it sounds good. It's just uh, dragging a little bit. I don't know why it's doing that. I have no idea why it's doing that, but um, it is dragging. Hey, everyone, it's dragging a little bit on my Facebook live feed, uh, but it is going to be on YouTube tomorrow. So you guys don't care. You're just looking at it behind the scenes. So with that said, I'm going to have Nick Fiore on. Um, it looks like it's kind of uh, skipping around, which I'm not liking. But hopefully you guys can hear it and we're all good. All right, so. Look at me. I can see myself explaining uh, things to uh, to people out there. So hopefully it's not dragging on my live here, not my live on my uh, on my recorded version here. But uh, I don't like it that it's doing that. I have no idea why it's doing that. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. One more time, people. Maybe it's my uh, computer myself. <laughs> Yeah, it's skipping. I don't know why it's doing that. All right, I'm going to give Nick Fiore a call, see what happens right now. 
Uh, I'm going to let him know I'm calling right now. And we're going to get the show on the road because um, uh, that's my deal. That's my deal. I'm not liking how that's going, but it is what it is. So right now I say to Nick, are you ready? And uh, we see what he says. All set. Here we go. All right. So let me call him. See what happens. Excellent. He's going to come in video. And, um, you know, everything's dragging back there. I don't know why. I'm not liking it. Nick, what's up, my man? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, let me get you on here. Uh, they can hear you. They just can't see you yet. Oh, where is he? There, there he is. Let me get your uh, <laughs> let me get your name up and uh, your uh, Instagram handle here, and uh, we'll get to talking, man. Hey, it seems like uh, the feed is dragging a little bit on Facebook. I don't know why, but it's going to be recorded anyway, and it's going to be on um, YouTube. And plus, I'm going to cut your portion out, and I'm going to release it separately anyway. So it's all going to be good no matter what. So if people start yelling at me on the feed, um, you know, I'll forgive. <laughs> uh, whatever I say can't be held against me because, uh, you know, I'm producing the show, interviewing you, and um, talking shit to these people out there. So, Nick, how you doing, my how you doing, my man? How's uh, how's your new year going so far? Uh, it's going good, man. It's going good. Uh, you know, training all the time. Uh, just uh, waiting for some sort of MMA show to go down. Uh, is there, you know, nothing going on in New England? Uh, a lot of things going on outside uh, outside the states. You guys, are you looking? Uh, are you looking around? Have you uh, been, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, jabbing out there, trying to get some bites from uh, other organizations around the country? Uh, um, not as much right now. Um, I might have to turn to that now, um, but we'll see. You know, I'll, I'll talk to the team and we'll go go from there. Uh, Renzo Gracie, New Hampshire. That's where you're out of uh, primary camp. Uh, do you cross train ev anywhere else uh, to get you work in? Yeah, I got a lot of work in with the New England cartel guys. Um, those guys are awesome. Uh, I get as much work in with them as I can. Uh, and then, yeah, and then mostly Henzo's. Um, Haverhill Inner City Boxing was stopping in there for a while. Um, yeah. I'm dabbling in a few different places. Now, when you make a decision to uh, fight MMA, is that um, is is that a whole is that all three of these kind of camps together that talk about it? Or is it mainly uh, Renzo that kind of uh, they they call the shots with uh, what how your career is going? Oh uh, yeah, it's a little, little bit of everybody. I'd say you know I like to get a little input from uh, from different people, get some different uh, points of view. Now, so. very, very successful amateur career. Were you with all all these uh, same camps uh, through your amateur MMA career also? Um, not not the not the whole time. Um, I've just been dabbling with the New England Cartel guys for uh, the last couple of them. Uh, a little bit of cross training here and there, um, but uh, more recently working with them more more and more frequently. Um, but yeah, I've been with Henzo's most of the time. Excellent. Um, a very successful amateur career, dude. You, I mean, you stayed between the one forty-five and the one fifty-five uh, range. Mm. I didn't know you held. Uh, you fought for the the amateur one fifty-five pound title for Premier. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Back a couple of years ago. Where the, I mean, you, all your fights, uh, all your MMA fights are with Combat Zone. 
Where did that? Where did the premier fight uh, jump in there? And at 155, I mean, I I think you've only fought in your amateur career a couple of times, catch weights at 150, but uh, to right. jump on a, a amateur, uh, you know, title belt right there, uh, kind of uh, soon in your career too, maybe four fights to three or four fights in. Yeah. So yeah, um, I think that was just one of one of the ones we were just looking around. We ended up taking it. Uh, you know, the kid was undefeated, so uh, we, they they wanted to make it a title fight. Um, but, uh, as far as going back, uh, we decided to just stick with combat zone, uh, just cause, uh, it, it was closer, sold a, a lot more tickets. So it was definitely more worth our while, you know, but, uh, you know, looking forward, I, I would definitely fight for them again, you know? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with having a couple of belts there too. And then yeah. a- after that, you captured, uh, the combat zone, 145 pound title also. And it isn't like, I mean, you were fighting, uh, you know, established fighters who are, are pretty good in the game now. They've uh, become mm. pros now. You know, some of them four or five fight deeps and deep. So you didn't have an easy road to uh, get to these titles, man. You know, you mm. fight for this one forty-five pound title, man. How did it feel to do that in combat zone where you got your start and your backyard? It's awesome, man. It's awesome. Uh, you know, uh, I'm good friends with Calvin, so it's always good to help him put on a good show. Uh, uh, but yeah, man, I, I love, I love the combat zone crowd. Those, those guys are awesome. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, watching your fights in the past and being there live, uh, I did, I was there. I I would imagine I was definitely there for a couple of your amateur fights. I just didn't know, you know, back then, not many fighters, you know, and especially in New Hampshire, I was more of a, you know, Connecticut and Providence following them. And then I, you know, kind of dabbled in you guys, but yeah. I definitely seen your your pro debut. I was there cage side for that. So it was a couple of years between, I think, your last amateur fight, maybe a year and a half, and your pro mm. career fight. What was the gap in there, and what was uh, you know, what was going on there? Was it a hard decision, or were you just resting up? Injury? What was going on? Yeah, we were we were training uh, a ton still, um, focusing a lot on uh, the grappling. I was doing more. Uh, you know, jiu-jitsu tournaments and stuff like that. And then, um, you know, uh, having more, uh, a higher rank in uh, jiu-jitsu, had a little bit of a harder time finding fights uh, as an amateur. So we just decided to go professional and, and you know, Try give that a try, you know. Well, dude, you wasn't get you weren't getting yeah. much cage time in there as an amateur. I mean, most of your mm-hmm. fights, except for you know for one or two, maybe got out of the first round. You had all all finishes. I think four sub finishes, one uh, TKO. Uh, so yeah. you know, I think the time time was ready. How how old are you? Um, if you don't mind me asking, uh, I'm 23. I just turned 23 in December. 23 years old. I saw you. I got some pictures of uh, some of your fights and, and stuff flashing. It, it's easy. I see you with a, a huge trophy. Was that a fight of the night or performance of the night trophy you got from them? Yep. Yeah, that was uh, that was uh, my fifth fight, something like that. Um, that was a good one. That felt really good. Uh, I trained really hard for that one. Uh, got all my conditioning work in and... Uh, it was funny. We saw the trophy on the side, and I, I leaned over to a friend of mine, <laughs> and I was like, "I'm taking that home tonight." Yeah. So, and then it ended up happening. So, that's awesome. It was fun. That's, yeah, that's mine. My um, did you fight Ali Zebian for that fight? Was that that yeah. fight? Yeah, and that, that that that's one of those pros I'm talking about that's doing very well. I, he's got a, you mm-hmm. know a couple of fights in uh, Bellator. Uh, I think a win or so, but. 
you know, only fought Beast. He had a great fight in LFA, I think. Um, and he's a wrestler, and that's mm. all he does is grind, and you beat that dude. And, you know, let's talk a little bit about that. What what your, you know, what the fire in you that you can do that to the beat? I mean, what's your base? What is your, you know, your fallback? We know it's jiu-jitsu, but where'd you get mm. your start? How did it all, how did it all start here? Um, well, I mean, I started off, you know, uh, just uh, doing general MMA sessions. Just doing a lot of a uh, lot of jujitsu. Uh, kind of uh, got drawn more into the to the grappling aspect of it. Uh, uh, even though, you know, obviously, I love my striking. Uh, I love it all, boxing, everything. But uh, but yeah, um, I don't know. I was just drawn to the grappling. Um, uh, I like the idea of submissions and, and takedowns and stuff like that. So now you've been in. Yeah. You talked about uh, competition, um, at, uh, BJJ competition. What's the difference? What What's the mindset? I mean, you're fighting another individual, another man there who wants to do the same thing you want to do to him. What's the mindset? Is there a different mindset going into a jiu-jitsu uh, grappling uh, match like a against? a very, very high competitor that, you know, you definitely don't want to lose to. What's the difference in the mindset going into that and an, an MMA fight? Um, I mean, <clears throat> I feel like definitely, you know, worried about the, the, the striking element of it uh, on the ground. Um, but, you know, I was pretty confident in my guard. Uh, I didn't really feel like I would get taken down. Pretty, pretty confident in my, my own wrestling, too. Um, you know, so, but, uh, uh, basically the idea in that one was to, uh, put him on his back, <laughs> put him where he's not comfortable. And then, uh, uh, you know, a lot of time, especially wrestlers trying to get up and give up their back. So, and that's where I'm trying to get either way. Exactly. They hate to be on, you know, they hate to be on that back. They want to turn out of there. And, uh, uh, is it, it, is it more great, uh, you know, does it make you feel better to beat a wrestler? Like, uh, you know, just grind a wrestler out because, you know, they have, uh, you know, they're, they're that combat sport that, you know, has that grind and, you know, mm. a lot of sacrifice in there, you know, and they're gamers. I mean, they don't, they don't give up. Is it is it a big satisfactory to, to, to take out and to beat a wrestler that's, you know, not just jiu-jitsu, but a wrestler base that is, you know, maybe a national champion or something like that You that you might face. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that'd be great. Uh, I feel like, you know, um, I don't know. I, I, I see jiu-jitsu is just a, uh, like wrestling, is just a part of grappling as a whole, and I like to kind of study all of it. So, uh, you know, definitely, yeah, beating, beating a, a good wrestler is... Uh, I feel like always a, a an impressive win, you know. I think wrestling is a uh, one of the best foundations you can have for MMA. Uh, helps you uh, dictate where the fight's going. Uh, helps you control the distance and stuff. So, yeah, man. I mean, uh, just like anybody, just like anybody else, you know, a good wrestler, good striker. Uh, I'm gonna try to play my game on them and and get the win. Excellent. Well, before we get to that that tournament, you just won, and we'll just you know a little storyline behind it, um, dude. Calvin just fought. You talked about you know you 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 cross train with them guys. 
Uh, you know, I don't know if you helped them during this camp. I'm sure, you know, they had you in there to, you know, for your grappling abilities and stuff like right. that. Uh, dude, you know, training with him and helping him get ready for this and then watching the fight and then just the excitement and an incredible fucking fight right. like that, man. It's going through your mind. How do you sit still? Do you like, I mean, you're like family watching this <laughs> shit. How do you sit yeah. still when something like that's going on? You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I mean, you, you definitely, you certainly feel the, the difference. Uh, when it's someone that you're close with like that versus, you know, any, any given fight, you know, um, I think I was thinking what everybody else was thinking. And that's that Calvin's a savage. That guy has heart like nobody else. Um, you know, uh, that was crazy fight though. Crazy fight. Yeah. You, you know, know, obviously su super proud of, proud of him, man. That it's just, it was unbelievable. Exactly. Uh, yeah. You know, even though he was absorbing some shots and a lot of shots, mm. man, he was still throwing them shots. And if, you know, that the 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 hope was there that one of those was going to land at one point and mm. a few did land. And if it was against anyone else but Max that night, they would have hit yeah. the canvas, man. I think just Max mm. was uh, Max was unbeatable that night against anyone. So, uh, mm. my God. And, you know. Hats off to both of them guys because it just made you, you know, who didn't know, you know, everyone knows both of them fighters, but they got fans on both sides coming out, coming out of that fight. So, so no one really lost out of that fight. Maybe just the mm -hmm. position, the next fight, but as far as fan base and just, uh, you know, people going, oh my god, man, they they got a lot of fans there, and us being from New England, you training with Calvin and mm -hmm. and that whole cartel, uh, dude, man, that's that's something. Awesome to start 2021, man. Definitely. Excellent. Definitely, man. So let's get to you, bro. So, uh, you know, I, I go to a jiu-jitsu tournament, and people have been asking me, like, uh, you know, hey, Nick Fiore, you got to get him on the show and stuff like that. And I was, and then fights died down, and, you know, I wasn't really following jiu-jitsu. And, you know, Enigma came came around, and, you know, I know Christos very well, and, you know, a podcast, mm. and we go back and forth. So I went to a show. And, you know, I was checking it out. I knew, I didn't know you were going to be there. I knew, you know, some other <laughs> MMA fighters, um, you know, Jeff Joy, uh, Connor mm -hmm. Barry, and, and fighters like that were going to be there. So I'm sitting there. All of a sudden, you walk in the door, and I didn't know what was going on. I was setting up and stuff like that. And then uh, I go to Christos. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Because, like, all the eyes turned as Nick comes into the room. <laughs> so, and then he tells me last minute, uh, like, a few hours notice that, you know, your trainer partner um, could not make the event. And uh, you stepped in. Um, dude, mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that. You and I interviewed after the, the event. But talk about what was going on during that day before you got the call. Because you were training with... Um, say his name because I I want to bu I'll butcher it and he'll strangle me if I kill his name. Blasado. Yes, there Blasado Santos. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we were I was helping him get ready for it anyway. Uh, you know, um, and you know we're doing a lot of we do a lot of positional rounds, uh, getting used to being in bad positions and stuff, and also holding those those positive positions the uh, you know uh, from back control and stuff like that, and. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I feel like, and that's another thing, you know, I feel like we're, we're training all the time anyway, so we're kind of always in shape. Uh, so, you know, when, uh, even that morning when I woke up, I, 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 you know, I was pretty confident he'd still be in it. Uh, and then once he, once he made the definitive call, uh, I was basically just getting more mentally ready. 
you know, I had to flip the switch pretty uh, a lot quicker than normal. Uh, but it was good. You know, it's 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 cool to get to test yourself now and again. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, so you were going there anyway. Were you going there anyway to uh, you know, yes. he was going to be in the event. I mean, that's your main mm. training party. So you were going anyway to coach him or help mm. him out during during the match. So, um, who was helping you? I mean, who ha- was did was it just going to be you or were there other people from the team uh coming with you to come uh help him out? Yeah, I actually had we had a, a whole crew down there. Oh, wow. We had a, a good amount of the guys from the uh the team Henzos. You know, I had a uh, uh, um Kevin Landry uh coaching me too. Um uh who owns Henzos and then uh yeah, and I had a couple other training partners there as well uh cheering me on, coaching me along. So it was cool. It's always that's why I like these local events, uh, you know, because it's like the whole family's there. <laughs> yeah, it, dude, it was a yeah. it was really cool. I mean, um, just listen to the coaches there and just you know training partners giving uh, you know giving pointers and stuff. Me, it's like you know, I've I've rolled a little bit, like you know, I'm mm-hmm. less than a white belt, you know what I mean, but. <laughs> Just listening to it and watching it, I mean, you can't not be a fan. Just seeing mm. the camaraderie and and just the, the support going on there while you guys is like suffocating or looking like it, even yeah. though you're <laughs> not, you're not, you're just ready to to take over. So, dude, let's talk a little bit about the, you know the the event itself. Um, you know, because big props to Christos, the the grand opening event uh, he put on. It looked great. It went out. Uh, went you know, flowed great. Great competitors. How'd you feel? How'd you feel about the overall event? Uh, because we get another one coming in March. It's awesome, man. I would definitely recommend uh, it to anybody looking to go out there and uh, you know add a little intensity, doing a, either a super fight or, or uh, you know getting in one of those brackets. Um, you know, uh, try and win some money. It's nice to have the the payback, uh, so you're not you know. Paying a, paying the entry fee just to just to win only a medal or something you know because uh, I feel like everybody everybody that's doing one of those types of tournaments puts a lot of time into their training a lot of time into the the, the study and uh, it's nice to to get paid for it sometimes you know <laughs> exactly awesome. and does is uh, I would imagine it adds a little more uh, fire to the game when you know there's a oh, little yeah. money on the line right. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. That was definitely in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. some of the competitors, uh, I would imagine, you know, you knew who was going to be in there. We talked about mm-hmm. that. You knew who to get ready for a little, uh, you know, that background or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but you know, going in there, you, you know, when, did you know? Did did you go in there blind to some of these guys that you didn't know anything really about them? Is that how a lot of tournaments go? You don't know much about some of the guys you might be rolling with. Yeah, p- pretty much. I mean, some you know, some people uh, I knew better than others. Uh, some people I'd never seen at all. Um, but you know, it's it just depends on the bracket, you know. But especially the local shows, usually I'll I'll be yeah. familiar with at least a couple of couple of the guys excellent is yeah. there any is there anyone in the game that uh you know in or audio weight class that when they walk into a, a tournament and something you go can't wait to watch this fucking guy is there is there or is there a couple of those guys around 
Yeah, I, but yeah, I'd say there's a, there's a couple. You know, I love I love obviously my my buddy Blasado. I love watching him compete. He's just uh, a technical wizard, uh, student of the the legendary John Danaher. You know, uh, so he really knows his stuff. Uh, you know, uh, I like watching uh, Stapleton compete, Jack. You know, he uh, he's fun to watch, real flowy. You know, yeah, I think there's a there's a good, we got a good uh, variety of guys uh in the area uh, and um yeah definitely a lot of fun people to watch around here excellent well dude i know you talked about uh before i let you go I, we're gonna have jack stapleton on after you yeah uh you talked <laughs> a little bit about mma but we'll get to that a couple of minutes of that but they got another tournament another one in march now and they're adding combat jiu-jitsu and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Is this something that you might be interested in uh, getting involved in if you're not, uh, you know, getting ready for a fight or something like that? Yeah, yeah, I think that I've never, I've never done that before. Um, but I would 100% be interested in something like that. Um, you know, the hybrid rules are, uh, you know, make things a little more interesting. Obviously, I'd, I, I prefer MMA. Yeah. Uh, but if that's not an option, uh, I would, I would try it. Excellent. Well, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play uh, your 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 win from your fight. I was cage side. I got a little clip of that uh, that I stole. That combat zone probably hates me for, but I don't care. <laughs> it's what I do, brother. So, um, Nick. So before I let you go, we're gonna play that. But what's going on with MMA? Um, you know, you you one fifty five. Uh, one fifty five. Or is that you know yeah. you ready to go at that weight? If you know, not next week, but. You know, what's your timeline as far as uh, if, if something comes a calling? I mean, you want to know, but your accolades mm. and uh, who you train with, man, uh, you mm. should be getting some eyes on you pretty soon. So, you know, what's your, what's your timeline here? Yeah, you know, next couple couple months, you know, um, I would definitely be looking to get something in that time. You know, uh, I'm getting my strength and conditioning program going up more, um, you know. But, uh, but, yeah, I think next couple of months, hopefully we'll see something. Excellent, my yeah. man. Well, dude. Um, oh, last thing. Someone was asking, do you have a manager? You know, you know Tyson and the cartel. I'm sure they got. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know they'll keep an eyes on you and stuff. You're well taken mm-hmm. care of as far as who's looking out for you. But do you have a manager? And if not, this guy's <laughs> this guy's interested. He has nothing to do with me, in New England. I don't know. Him. <laughs> but uh, is anyone managing you, or is it too early right now? You're gonna get another fight or two, and then uh, you'll go that you go that route. Uh, yeah, well, uh, it's sort of right now. I have I have you know people that uh, that care about me that advise me. Yeah. You know, uh, nothing nothing official, no signed papers or anything as of as of just now. But uh, but yeah, no, I got, I still I still got a solid team. Uh, at my back always excellent man well you know being at that event and seeing your you know your coaches or a couple of them helping you out and just the people around there i uh, mean it's something that i really enjoyed uh it was it was a breath of fresh air because mma has been dead i haven't been going i haven't been going haven't been to an event uh since maybe a month after your your pro debut and that's it mm. so going to see yeah. anything live with anything competitive and something that i love to you know watch as far as anything in combat sports especially you guys there because you are wizards in the ground man it was a breath uh-huh. of fresh air new new hampshire seemed like a the way it should be you know what i mean yes. the way it was and it just it, mm. i you know i can't wait to go back i can't wait till march and I can't can't wait to see what's next for you, man. So last thing, brother, uh, shout outs, uh, sponsors, anything you want to say before I let you go, and uh, you know we'll talk as soon as um, something new comes up with you, bro. Yeah, just uh, you know everybody down at Hensel Gracie, uh, New Hampshire. 
uh, all those guys. Uh, definitely New England Cartel. Uh, hey, boy, Inner City Boxing. My shout-out, baby. Excellent, <laughs> my man. Well, you guys got a, a huge corral of young fighters like yourself. Uh, just killers, man. Killers that have been in and out of combat zone, all dabbling in these other uh, organizations and then just tearing people up there. So, man, I can't wait to see what's going on. You know, Calvin got done. He's resting. Maybe he's putting something together for the combat zone. He's got enough money now. He can, <laughs> you know what I mean? He can throw a little bit at the combat zone and get you guys some action there, uh, man. Because, uh, you know, if something, if the combat zone or something in New Hampshire got going, man, New England would explode and it would be something, you know, that would that would leave a mark uh, in the country right now. Uh, so it would be great. So, Nick, man, thanks so much for coming on, brother. And I appreciate it, bro. Thanks for having me. All right, my man. You have a good night. All right, you too. All right, later. Well, there you go. Fucking Nick Fiore, man. Good, good interview. Uh, my my shit's still skipping here. Uh, but like, <clears throat> excuse me. Like I said, I recorded it. It is also on um Instagram. Uh, my Instagram live right now on uh Ambassador of the Fighters Instagram. We are going live right now with that. So, Jack Stapleton. I'll be calling you, um, where are you right here? In two minutes, because right now I'm going to play the Enigma ad for the new tournament coming up. So I'm going to play that while I'm calling Jack up right now. Saturday, March 13th, the region's premier grapple battle it out at the Enigma Invitational. Sub Combat Jiu-Jitsu Super Fights. An eight-man sub-only tournament with $1,000 on the line. Available on demand at regionalcombatsports.com. All right, hold on, Jack. Let me get you up here. All right, Jack Stapleton in the house, if anyone's watching. <laughs> Jack, uh, for some reason, it's skipping on Facebook, but uh, it's you can hear it clear and all that, but uh, it's 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 live recorded, and it's also going to be recorded for YouTube tomorrow where I'll cut your interview out and, uh, and uh, share it separately. So let me get you on right now, man. Where Perfect. How's my audio? There you, you sound great, man. You sound fucking awesome. So brother, Can you hear a playback of the car? No, I can't hear nothing. Okay, are, great. Are you hearing an echo or something? No, I was just wondering. No, you look perfect, man. Jack Stapled in the house. Relentless worldwide, everybody. The fucking what up? BJJ and uh, No Gee Wizard over here. Brother, thanks, man. We just uh, talked to Nick Fiore, a fellow uh, roller, a friend of yours, who is, uh, you know, in the same competition as you, bro. How's everything been going since I talked to you on the third, my friend? I mean, it's only been a couple of weeks, but you're—I you, mean, you're—you're you're a fast roller, brother. What's been going on since then? Anything? Well, I bought this whip. 
what'd you get, brother? I saw you go on Facebook and you were asking, I think you were asking about cars or something like that. Uh-huh. And uh, what do you got? What do you What are you driving right now? Well, right now we're driving a 2018 Subaru Crosstrek four-wheel drive with the fuel economy. <laughs> It's, there we go. <laughs> with the fuel economy, people, that's that's a yeah, big point economy. right there. Because you do drive all over the place, brother. Um, well, well, like- I don't drive all over the place. I take the trains and I get people to drive me because I just got my license and I just got this car in this week. So what's up? Well, there you congratulations, two, <laughs> two, twofold, brother, man. So, uh, yeah. so I all right. So are you the taxi now, or you know? Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> the car's too new. The yeah. car's too new. Man, how's it, how's it feel to drive a new whip and to be driving yourself around now instead of, like, taking the train and, you know, uh, you know, hot, hustling well, for a, a, tr- a ride? It's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, just, I just pulled in the driveway. I just got home. Didn't do much today. Just popped in the gym. Didn't uh, train much. I was fighting the cold, but I'm good now. But, uh... Nothing, nothing really has been going on besides the usual. I just got, actually, I just got two stripes on my bra up. That's pretty cool. And then I uh, just got this whip in my license, and that's pretty much it. Excellent, my man. Well, you uh, just yeah. you just mentioned something I want to talk to you about because I happen to have a picture of here. Uh, you uh, just yeah. got promoted. So that is something that's happened within a couple of weeks since I saw you at the Enigma uh, tournament. So uh, let's talk about it, and let's talk about your coach. Who promoted you, and how special is it, and how you feeling about the, uh, you know, the promotion? Well, we didn't really know about the promotion. It was kind of like a spur of the moment thing. We, uh, it was on, it was on a recent Saturday, and the Friday before, I just went down and trained, and uh, he told me about it then. So, Mama uh, runs the gym, Mama Jitsu, and he teaches at his gym. He used to teach at Trifecta, but with Corona, he hasn't been coming down. So that's why we didn't know about it. But uh, I was just out there training. He just uh, mentioned that I should pop in. So it was like we weren't even like supposed to go to it. So he just kind of like striped me up or whatever. But uh, it would have happened regardless. But it was cool. Nothing nothing too crazy. Just striping them up. And uh, yeah, that was it. Excellent, my man. Well, uh, how long has this journey been from, uh, you know, from when you got your, your brown belt got awarded that up until this point. How long of a journey has this been? I got my brown belt December 8th of 2018. All right. So uh, that's two years. A couple, a little, yes. over two, a little over two years. Congratulations, my friend. So, um, Thanks, bro. Thank so, you. Appreciate so that. here we are. You're getting your brown belt in the gi. I'm yes. S- I, you know, I see a lot of pictures of you in the gi, but I see a lot of tournament footage of you without the gi here. Now, is there ranking without the gi, and how does that go? Is there, you know, are you trained? Are you ranked by the same, uh, same group of fellas? Uh, how does that go? Yeah, it's the same exact thing. Uh, there, but the, the, there is a, there is a few differences. Like the whole gi versus no gi thing, there. The difference is pretty much it comes down to like the rule set and just the training and just uh, everything that goes on there. So, but I'm uh, I'm a jiu-jitsu brown belt, but I'm a submission grappler as well. Like we enter in Naga. If you enter in no-gi Naga, you don't sign up as like a blue belt. You sign up as intermediate, advanced. So it's like grappling, but I mean, the formal side of it is in the gi. And uh, I have a background in that. I've been competing in that since I started. So the last year or two, I definitely did take a sort of a right turn towards the no-gi scene, 
just because of, like I said, the rule set and uh, the availability for matches. And just, uh, it's such a different sport. It's like baseball and basketball now with the rules. So it's like making a good career in one is a lot easier than making a good career in both, if that makes any sense. Like, it's easier to specialize in one nowadays. It goes way deeper than you would expect because, like, almost, like, 50% of my leg lock game is illegal in the gig. So not that, like, it's only a leg lock game that I have, which is which is something that me and my training partners joke about. But, um, yeah, that's that. And, uh, yeah, it's just grappling. And we're under Mau Mau. Mau Mau doesn't even have, like, a huge no-gi program, like, really at all. There's only, it's like a once-a-week thing. But some schools like that are run by Brazilians are just more traditional. It's nothing yeah. against them. It's just it's just totally different. It's just it's it's much different. Understandable. So to get that no gi work in, you know, because and we'll talk about uh, you know Enigma and how they specialize in that and stuff like that. But to get that and to get ready for competitions, do you you know you you travel you have to travel around and get them roles in to to get them looks because like you say you, you know you specialize in something maybe in your game, but there's other specials out there that you have to learn the defense of, of that game also, because you don't know what you're up against sometimes out there. So where, you know, how do you, how do you find these other partners and, and you know, how many gyms do you head to, to, to get these different looks? Yeah, there's a few, there's a couple of like close knit, like uh, there's a group of like guys that I would say like, that have kind of like got together recently. And it's like, it's me and Christos and just a bunch of the guys that we cross train with. And um, I kind of just have to go where I can. I, I don't travel like more than like once a week, I would say. I try to travel at least once a week to get roles in with other guys. I have like four guys that I can rely on at Trifecta. But it's just everybody else is just like a little heavier or just like they're either a beginner or they're just like a, in a different stage and they're not necessarily competitors. So I just kind of have to find the competitors and um, – Brett Layton and Brandon Layton are, are training at Trifecta now, which is huge to my training regimen. So uh, we got them. That's huge. And uh, I got Skyler Yee. I got um, Bukai's my coach. I got, I got a bunch of people right now. So it's pretty good what we got going. And it just kind of started getting like like getting up and running with uh, with Corona. It, it kind of subjected the people who are like hobbyists and competitors into like different groups, I would say Corona did. Yep. And uh, yeah, it, it's kind of good what we got going from there. Excellent, my man. Well, you're, uh, you know, you're jumping, not jumping, but your your main gyms right now. I trifecta where you you teach and you coach there, and you you know, I think you when we interviewed you run the the jujitsu program there, and now in yeah. uh, Enigma Jujitsu where they are just doing no gi only, and as you said, these are killer rounds, um, grinding, you know, nonstop right there, and this is basically where you go to, you know, to to suffocate and die and learn and learn and and learn what you need to get better there, you know, so, you know, how is that? Yeah. And, you know, how's the feeling to go there knowing that, you know, there's other guys there that are, you know, not that, that it's not like that at your gym, but you have specialists like yeah. yourself at this gym, uh, you know, maybe going against some of the competitive, same competitors you go against, uh, you know, rolling. How's it feel yeah. to, to get in with them killers there and just roll like that? Yeah, of course it's great, and it's uh, it kind of comes down to the fact that me and Christos are the only people that are actually teaching there. So if you know me and Christos, you know what we're about. So that's kind of that, and it just kind of brings everybody who likes no gi sub only, likes leg locks, or like 
you know what I'm saying, who's always competing. They enjoy, like, MMA Jiu-Jitsu. They enjoy what's going on nowadays with uh, with no gi. Everybody kind of knows it. Feeds like BJJ Fanatics, Alex West owns Kimbox, that uh, that T-shirt company that you were supporting at Enigma. He's a huge training partner of mine, and, like, what's, it, it, it's kind of, like, a lot to... A lot to do with fanatics. Fanatics has gotten uh, the uh, the Gordon DVDs and the Hento DVDs. That's kind of what me and a lot of my buddies have been like doing curriculum wise for the past year. So that's kind of that. And uh, yeah, that's what's going on at uh, Enigma. Just us teaching and training. Yeah, savage rounds. Excellent. And uh, being entrepreneurs and innovators and all that other stuff. Jack, right now I'm playing your uh, your tournament win. At uh, the Enigma Grand Tournament, uh, Grand Opening Tournament, my friend. Uh, oh yeah, uh, um, dude, my my God, we interviewed after man, but what a success! What a great time! What a great turnout! What it looked, everything just flowed over there, except for you know, uh, one of the competitors having a baby and had to bail out, and uh, but the, <laughs> you know, Nick Fiore saved the day and went in there, and uh, the tournament kept going. So, dude, uh, how'd you feel about? the grand opening and just the tournament itself just doing so well. It was so smooth. It was just everything that I was just talking about. Everything was just coming into fruition. And it just kind of was like a tangible vibe that uh, everybody kind of picked up. And I feel like that's what's going to get everybody in the doors. He's, he's just announced another tournament with combat jiu-jitsu and a bunch of other things going on. I think that's March 13th or something like that. So, yeah. yeah, so it's a Saturday, March 13th. Uh, yeah, before, uh, yeah. I, when I was calling you, I played the the new promotional video that I think Pay-Per-View pay uh, put together or New England Combat Sports put yep. together. A couple of... Uh, a couple of organizations there, fairly new, that came out of COVID. These guys, uh, yep. you know, needed to do something and why not do something with friends? And they created yep. a media corporation, both of them, a media page, a combat sports page. And uh, you guys are killing it as a as a threesome here, man. They got a pay per view going. They uh, produced the whole um, the whole the whole event as far as the media side of it. And now you got yep. another one with you know it's even going to be better because they're putting even more bling on it. How's it feel to you know getting that second one coming and just to have a kind of like a tidal wave? I mean, it's coming fast, man, with the the coverage and just the. The eyes that want to get involved with the shit. You mentioned, uh, you know, combat jiu-jitsu. And, you know, MMA is not happening here. Even though there's not much, you know, there's not real strike. You know, it's more slaps and hitting like that. But it's still, you get to slap. Uh, you still get to slap someone around. So, yeah. uh, it, it's... It's, it's, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. They got Jeff Joy and Anthony Vasa. They're both local MMA fighters. Yeah. And you got them, like, now they're able to strike. It doesn't matter if it's a slap or not. They're going to palm right in the face. Yeah. There's going to be, like... Dude, <laughs> that's gonna be crazy. So, so the tournament, uh, I'm gonna have Christos on to get more in depth with it and talk about uh, the competitors. I'll have a couple of the more competitors on uh, down the line. Christos is looking for a fight himself. I saw him make a post on yeah. uh, Facebook, but is it gonna yeah, be? Yeah, uh, I am too. Oh yeah, of course. I'm looking, I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm looking for a 135 no gi match. Excellent. Yeah. Well, well, uh, down the line we'll have like a uh, we'll we'll do a really. If you don't get one, we'll call everyone on in New England or oh, yeah. uh, beyond. Oh, yeah. But there's, there's a couple of people like um, there's a couple of people that uh, I'm thinking about. But uh, yeah, whatever. If uh, 135 no gi, definitely down to get a match. Excellent. So the to the tournament is it going to be two 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 things? Is it going to be no gi and a combat jiu jitsu tournament, or is this all 
Is this going to be two separate things all at once? Like, what do you got going on? Yeah, it's a, it's so there's three things. It's an absolute tournament. There's a one thousand uh, dollar cash prize absolute tournament, and then um, there's a uh, the combat jujitsu, and then there's super fights. I hope I didn't butcher the the, uh, the price on that. But yeah, it's the absolute, the uh, combat, and then the super fights. Excellent, man, man. So it's going to be I would it's going to be on a Saturday, which is cool. Sunday was awesome too. I mean, um, but the other show. How long something like that go on? It's an all-day thing. Well, uh, what do you mean? Did they will? Yeah, the tournament. I mean, it's got to go on, you know, a few. I, we, we got three different things going on, so. Well, I believe there was a 185 oh, 8-man, 155 8-man, right. and then the super fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think it will be about the same time frame. It, exactly. That, that started at about three, wrapped out at about yeah, it it was perfect, and like you said, yeah, you're just replacing one thing with the with, with the other, which is uh which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it's it's gonna be what is what is the um the weight for the it's a one thirty five pound, um no gi is that what it is? No, the uh, I'm saying I'm looking for a one thirty five match. There's an absolute tournament, a, uh, an absolute tournament, and then a uh a, a combat you get to uh there's super fights. Okay. Super, or, or it's a tournament. I'm not sure. Now we're both butchering it. That, I, I know. know. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. I, <laughs> yeah, I will figure it out. I mean, we got plenty of time. I'm going to have a ton of people on, and we'll have Christos on and everything else, and we'll have you on, man. So, um, dude, another thing I want to talk, talk to you before I get you off here and stuff like that is MMA. You got a couple of wins in MMA, a couple of first-round finishes. Um, and, the you know, the same thing happens in your MMA as your jiu-jitsu. It's hard to get fights because of your weight. But... You do have two wins in MMA. They came in 2018, and they were almost back-to-back. I think they were maybe a couple of months apart. You fought for yeah. Combat Zone. You had a first-round uh, knee bar, I think. And then you fought for um, uh, for Cage Titans. And you pulled off a calf slicer in the first in the first round. And then you stopped MMA. What 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 happened there? Like, did you just want to like go in there and get a couple of fights and prove yourself in MMA and then get back to the jiu-jitsu? What, what went on there that... There was no other MMA in there between now and uh, since then. Yeah, there was a lot that went on. Uh, it kind of boiled down to uh, my weight. I wanted to take time to go from being able to just not eat breakfast and make 115 to like actually weighing like 130 and cutting down or like weighing 135 and cutting down or maybe 140 and cutting down. But I was uh, 19 when I fought and I'm 21 now. So a couple of years have went by, and now I'm walking around a little bit heavier. And uh, I wanted to just do a lot more jiu-jitsu and get that kind of, like, cemented and kind of put my name on the map more than I already did. And MMA helped that a lot. And that's kind of, like, what sprung my uh, my brand, as you would say, because I got my brown belt right after that. And then uh, I told myself, don't let a bunch of time go by and then end up, like, feeling like, oh, shit, now, now I'm, like, fighting again. It's, like, another debut, which which the, ne- the next fight will feel like that, but it's all right because I'm a competitor, and that's just what we do. Yeah. But, yeah, so uh, it came down to the weight. It came down to wanting to do ADCC, which never got to happen because of corona, but time was kind of weird, and it's just that's that. There was a bunch of jiu-jitsu tournaments early in the year. I wanted to go to 125, but I was walking around at 120, so that just wasn't going to happen, so. There's a lot of that, yeah. Excellent. Well, I just played uh, played your fight against um, Sam. I think, uh, uh, yeah, Sam, Sam, and uh, Cla- uh, Calf Slicer. So that's pretty cool. I mean, it's still there. I mean, you're a young guy, and like you said, you know, MMA is 
there's nothing going on right now, but you have that jiu-jitsu, bro. You have the jiu-jitsu, man. And uh, like I said to Nick, uh, being at that tournament, I haven't been at any competition since, I think, February, the last uh, premiere fights or something like that. And then Corona hit. Uh, being in New Hampshire and being at that that gym of your guy, uh, you know, Enigma, and just seeing that tournament and the people around, it felt normal. And uh, yeah, yeah. You, you get a lot of that. I mean, <laughs> do you live in New Hampshire or you live in uh, uh, in Mass? I live in Boston. All right, so you live in Boston. Yeah. How? So uh, Enigma's not that far from you because uh, you know that's that's not far from the line, is it? It's it's about forty five minutes. It's okay. in Londonderry, New Hampshire. All right, so it, yeah, it's yeah. forty five minutes. Not terrible, not terrible. Season. But it's a it's like a whole new world there, coming out of Mass and then going to New Hampshire. It it's is. like it it felt normal. It, it felt like it was like before, oh, yeah. you know, all that COVID yeah. garbage. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I um I took a trip earlier in the year, uh, in twenty twenty to visit my buddy in in Rockland, Maine. And it was right at when everybody was like supposed to wear masks and stores and everything was hitting and it was totally different. Nobody was wearing masks. It was like, but yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, being in Londonderry recently, it felt a lot normal. I heard you talking to Nick about that too. That it just felt like the competition vibe was much better. Exactly. And you actually like and, to experience and, it again. Yeah. And there was crowd there, and it's. I mean, it didn't feel like there was no. Yeah. It, you didn't think there was anything wrong going out in the world, outside the world, outside that building, which was freaking great. 100%. So, and yeah. I, I can't wait till it happens again in March. Is there anything else you're doing in between there? And is there any, uh, you know, other tournaments you're going to, you're going to jump into before March? There's a few grappling industries that I might have to do, but, uh, yeah, not necessarily, but yeah, like you said, it, it's, it, it felt like nothing was going on in the world. Like that's, that's why I feel like jujitsu nowadays is it's, it's so essential that it's like only the most pure form of interaction that we're going to be able to have in the next few years. Think about right now and how crazy everything is. And it's just like just doing jujitsu and it's just the most pure form of interaction that you can get. And being in that vibe, just seeing everything come to fruition with Christos and with New England combat sports, pay-per-view Connor and every, everybody else. That was awesome. And it's just, that's what we're going to keep on doing. And March is going to be absolutely nuts. Yeah, it's going to be crazy, and the lead-ups to it, and, uh, you know, the announcements are going out there now on uh, Instagram and stuff like that uh, with the, the, the matchups, and it's just going to blow up, and I, I can't wait, man. Uh, New England MMA will definitely be a part of it again. Uh, I'll be there uh, talking to you guys after, before, and whatever, man. Uh, but we'll definitely be talking a lot before that happens. I'll have you back on, and, uh, you know, once you get an opponent, and we'll talk a little bit about it. We'll have a bunch of the guys on. We'll get some of these uh, competitors that, you know, not not many people know much about on social media other than Instagram and out of the out of the BJJ world. But uh, we'll get these other guys uh, known and uh, you know on at least on my platform help them out with uh, you know all all the all their work they put in. Yeah. So it, it comes down to like all of this happening and, and what, what really needs to be done is getting people that uh, train jiu-jitsu to have everybody else get their friends to train jiu-jitsu because I don't know many people that have high school friends or people from their back life that actually train jiu-jitsu. So spreading, spreading jiu-jitsu isn't really going to come in the form of making more photography companies and, and uh, getting everything uh, up and running. No diss on anybody that's doing all that. We need all that more than ever now, especially. 
But it's it's about getting people to train jiu-jitsu. So that's just kind of a message that I just want to throw in there. Everybody that trains jiu-jitsu should have at least like three or four people that from their regular life, if they still are in contact with them. Usually they split because people that jiu-jitsu are focused and everybody is kind of sitting on the couch or doing whatever. But get those people training because that's what's going to spread jiu-jitsu, not necessarily just having more tournaments and everything. Awesome, my man. Well, you need to make a shirt, a catchphrase to get these people involved. Uh, do it. <laughs> Uh, stick it in their face. Let's get the let's get yeah. the ball rolling. Get get something rolling there. I know you got you're around a lot of smart guys there. You'll come up with something for the next event. Uh, some kind of catchphrase to everyone, <laughs> you know, to to get this jiu jitsu rolling in 2021. So last nice. thing, my friend. Uh, you know, shout outs. Anything you want to say? I know you're popular as fuck on uh Instagram, social media, and you should be, man. You're you're someone to watch, and it's always a pleasure to to speak to you and to watch you uh, work, man. So uh, shout it out there. Thank all- you so much, Stephen. Thank throw- you so much, bro. I appreciate that. All right, throw it all out there, man. Yep, just Relentless Worldwide on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, YouTube, I, I, have a, I have a YouTube channel. It's 74 Jiu-Jitsu. There isn't too much content up. I have about, like, I have almost every training session. It's it's private, though, So because I don't want everyone seeing every single training session I've had in the last year. <laughs> but I got a bunch of matches up there. And then, like, just shout out to everybody at Trifecta. Everybody else uh, around that we're training with at Enigma, everybody at Mamos, and everybody in the New England combat scene. Thank you, brother. Thank you for everything you've been doing, and uh, everything else is going smooth, and we're just going to keep this ball rolling. So I appreciate it, bro. Good talking to you. Excellent, my man. Uh, any vanity plates going on that new whip of yours, or are you, uh, you going to be incognito? Right. <laughs> Huh? We tried. I, I, it, I think it would have made the insurance more. Or I don't know. Man. We, we couldn't make something happen. All right, man. Well, hey, listen, break it in for a year, and then next year, after you come out with the catchphrase <laughs> shirt, you can come out with you can come out with a light a vanity license plate, and then we'll all be like smooth sailing for uh, relentless worldwide. So, uh, Jack Stapleton, man, always a pleasure talking to you, brother, and uh, we'll definitely catch up again, man. Thank you so much, Stephen. Appreciate it, bro. All right, you have a good night, bro. You as well. Later. Well, there you go, Jack Stapleton. You know what sucks? This whole fucking this whole podcast, which was awesome, uh, skipped on uh, Facebook. I am so fucking mad that this whole. <laughs> That this whole podcast skipped on Facebook. It probably was awesome on uh, Instagram as far as like you couldn't see it much. But um, you did hear it all. And you can see what's up people. I don't even know who's here. But this is going to be here for a while. So uh, just one last thing people. Um, while you're all here. Um, since it's all sucky now anyway. I'm going to play a little drums before I go. Even though I haven't been practicing. I'm going to take you out with a little... A little funk. A little funk master. A little funky shit. Alright? Don't hate me. Do I have sticks? Let me get the dust and put Alright, where's my sticks? Where are we? See how loud we are. Oh yeah! Here we go. Alright. Last thing before we go. Just a little drums to send us off, people. So, uh... Here we go. 
that said, the Room Podcast. Sorry about the feed tonight, people, but being a producer, being the interviewer, and being the guy that pulls all the strings back here and edits everything, it's kind of hard to make everything work all the time. And we get a little glitches with OBS. But with that said, it's a pretty good show. You could hear everything. A couple of little glitches, but who da gives a shit? Domenico, MMA, out! Oh, 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 oh,